And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. All right, it's about time for a new edition of the Weighing In Podcast. Josh Thompson and I are here to talk about UFC 272 that just took place in Las Vegas, Nevada. We had some good fights. We had some pretty bad fights in some of them, but overall, it was a fun card to watch. A lot of things going on. A lot of things happening. Khabib being put into the UFC Hall of Fame. Yep, that should be done. There's no doubt about that one. I'm sure you're a little happy about that with your ex-teammate. Mm -hmm. Is yeah, there I mean, well-deserved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ex-teammates. If we're both not fighting, we're yeah, ex-teammates. Okay. Form, I guess former teammates. Um, yeah, I mean, first, obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer kind of situation going on no with doubt. him. I mean, absolutely. Um, you know, it's, all, it's on to the next and see what else. I mean, you see the energy that he brings when it comes coaching his uh I saw I some energy students, when he, when he was coaching Tagger. <laughs> yeah, he was Piss. he was livid, man. Yeah. So, but hey, John, we're gonna start off at the top though, and uh, you know, and get into this. But hey, before we start off, go go to WayneInPodcast.com. Make sure you guys select a T-shirt out of there, or a sweater, or a hoodie, and a coffee mug, whatever it is. We've got some new merch up on that site, and there's no promo code because those are the prices that we set because it is our merch site. So, we hopefully you guys enjoyed some of that and go to wayneinpodcast.com pick up some merch and uh, post a picture of yourself wearing it we truly appreciate it thanks for the support let's get into the main event john let's jump right into it well you, I, you know it was funny because you talked about we discussed sometimes when you get these heated rivalries they just don't turn out to be the great fights that you want them to be this wasn't bad but it wasn't great and it was based upon colby being colby and using his wrestling and Masvidal getting tired. He got tired. You know, the, the wrestling yeah. wore him down. And that was a big part. Now, I will say that I didn't get to see a majority of the second round. Thank you very much, ESPN and your pay-per-view service. But you took about three minutes of my pay-per-view and sh shit on it. Because you took it off my screen. So I didn't get to see that. I heard that. Masvidal actually had a decent round there. Some people thought he won it. Others didn't, so it was close. But I really, you know, you got to look and say, Colby Covington is never going to be an exciting fighter. I'm sorry. He's just not exciting. He's good. I will not take anything away from him. But he doesn't have a ton of punching power. He throws punches at times, you know, that you look and you go, that was not good. But oh, no. he's able to get away with it because he's got that pressure. And the pressure that he has, and I, and you got to give it to him. He's got a good chin because he'll take a shot, man. He takes shots, and you know he he comes back, he responds. Masvidal, at this point, you're taking a look, and you know he he gave it everything he had, and there's nothing you can say. Colby was never close to finishing him, but it was just one of those fights that you wanted more based upon just the rivalry and the supposed hatred between the two, and. In the end, I'm not sure that it, it produced what we wanted. Josh, I have a question for you. How many times have you gone to the grocery store wanting to get a fantastic steak or a giant chicken or turkey or fresh fish and you really can't find anything that looks good? Well, I have the answer for you, Mr. Thompson. 
it is butcher box and i'm telling you right now butcher box is a fantastic plan that you as a single individual or someone with a family can get outstanding 100 grass-fed beef we're talking wild sea caught fish we're talking chicken that is gap meaning that it's global animal protected these people do things right butcher box is a fantastic system of you being able to order the type of meat you want to eat and be healthy and be doing it the right way knowing that the animals were taken care of yeah what to answer your question, though, John, it's because every time I go and I start looking for the no antibiotics or the no added hormones at the store, you've got to search for a good five to ten minutes before you find it. And then when you get there, you don't see the cut that you like. So, of course, now at ButcherBox, when you go there, it gives you all the layouts of what you would like to eat. And they put it into a box. It's shipped to your house. And I got to tell you, it is amazing. So for my favorite, like some of my favorite meat cuts from them is the ribeye. Obviously, some of the, the salmon as well. But I'm telling you guys right now, if you guys go to butcherbox.com slash weighing in, use that promo code weighing in, okay, and pick out your order. And John, we're going to give away a little bit of extra meat today Ooh, if you guys use our promo for the life for the life of it, two pounds of ground beef free in every order for the life of your membership. John, did you hear that? Life of your membership. Okay, if you guys use our promo code. I did hear that, and I want to make sure that everyone understands. Look, right now, I'm raising chickens. I've got free-range chickens, and I'm telling you, the chickens that you get from ButcherBox, it's just outstanding. I made a meal with my daughter, who is a culinary master. She is actually certified as a chef, and just an incredible meal. It is so easy to use Butcher Box, and the quality of the meat is fantastic. You can't ask for anything more. So everybody out there, once again, you want to go to butcherbox.com slash weighing in. You will get, like Josh said, two pounds of ground beef for life with every order you get. You can't ask for anything more like that. You're getting free food. This is everyone's just handing things out here. Butcher Box is the way to go. It is a fantastic system. If you have doubts, no antibiotics or added hormones. Each box contains between 8 to 14 pounds of meat, depending on the type of box that you chose. Packed fresh and shipped, frozen for your convenience, so you can save time and... Save time on your next grocery store trip. Customize your box at yourself. So have it delivered to, to your house with the convenience of not having to go to the grocery store, having to wait in those ex, in those long lines. I go to I go to certain places and the lines are ridiculous right now. And the price of meat is through the roof. Not at ButcherBox when you use our promo code Wayne In. Go to butcherbox.com slash Wayne In. Use that promo code. And like John said, Two pounds of ground beef in every order for the life of your membership. Customize or the way they'll give it to you. Either way, you can get your order how you want it. You can't ask for anything more. Go do it now. I, John, Go ahead. it never does. It very <laughs> rarely does it produce I know. the rivalry. I know. You know, I mean, I, I got to be honest. When I saw Nganu and uh, Surogan, they fought. Same thing. There's a little bit of rivalry there. It was a good fight, but it wasn't a great fight. The yeah. John Jones and Rashad, it was a good fight, but it wasn't a great fight. We've seen it in the past. People that... They don't like each other and they've trained together or they just don't like each other. They're afraid to lose to each other. And so they want to take as many, they want to 
exclude as many risks as possible and try to fight the safest fight they can because they don't want to get finished. And that goes for both sides. Colby being one to blame as well in this situation. Just riding the top position, not really striking a whole lot. Occasional strike here and there, maybe occasional threat of the of the rear naked. But no, no real major offense going on in that situation. And George, as he was, you know, Jorge, was, as soon as he started getting tired, the output on the feet wasn't the same. He started lunging and reaching. He caught him, I think, in the fourth round with a beautiful shot that wobbled Colby. But he couldn't follow it up because he was tired. But he... He was so tired that he couldn't follow it up. It was almost like, ah, oh, if I go and I get taken down. It's that understanding of, like like you said, the X factor is the wrestling. Yep. Had Mazadal chased him down and tried to finish him, he probably would have lunged, lunged himself into a takedown. And so that's, that's a shitty situation. But, man, he has explosive moments, Mazadal does, throughout the fight. He does that little switch punch that's beautiful. I love that. And he had landed clean throughout the fight. Um, it just wasn't enough. Like the other thing is, well, when you know someone knows your trick a little bit, you got to be cautious about how much you throw it because you know they've trained for that. And he threw it quite a bit, but the pressure, the pushing of the pace, all of those things. But both fighters didn't want to didn't want to end up being knocked out, or they didn't want to end up being submitted. Finish. They didn't want to get finished, and so it ended up being one of these. Okay, let me just stay tight when I'm when I'm taken down, and the guy on top not really doing a whole lot. He's like, "Cause I'm dominating the fight right now, so let me just control the position." And those are the type of fights you get when people don't like each other. Now, the <laughs> problem is, you and I are we're guilty of it as well, along with everyone else at home. We buy into this. Oh yeah, every freaking promo. We're like, "Oh yeah," we start licking our chops. You suck me but in. I always have to. I have to remind people that these fights are never really the best fights. So it's it's a uh, it's a uh, sometimes sometimes yeah every now and then you, you know like, all right let's see Connor versus Nate Diaz the second one come on great fight they you know both of them were going after it it was a great yeah. you know rematch and you, those are the ones you look and you go wow that was a great fight and there there was that heat now. But John, they, they never trained together. They never really knew. No, like they, that's true. Connor Connor gets under everyone's skin, yeah. so he's gonna dislike you know like Everybody. him and Jose Aldo. Him and yeah, he finds a way to get them to hate him or whatever it is. Right? I mean, look yeah. at what the situation with him and Khabib. You know what I mean? So like when you're Did talking, Khabib hate him. I'm talking about. <laughs> still does. <laughs> um, uh. I'm just simply saying, like when you end up with guys like this that have trained together. You know, I, that's why I get kind, kind of concerned with the Dustin Poirier fight against against Colby. I'm like, I don't know if I really want to see it. You have a smaller guy now who's he's a big guy. He's, you know, he's yeah. pretty well built. You know, he, he's kind of he could fight at 70 if he wanted to. Dustin, he's a little bit smaller than most 70 pounders, but he's a stud. There's no doubt. But Colby knows what he's doing when he's calling these guys out. He's like, oh, look, I've trained with these guys. I've wrestled with these guys. He's like, I know if I take him down, I'll just keep taking him down. Now, if you put Colby in, or not Colby, but if you put Dustin against Masvidal, I look at them as almost being very similar. There's more of a submission threat from from uh, Dustin Poirier, but than than Masvidal to him. So if you match them up, I would say Dustin's maybe got a little bit more of a chance in the submission area, but I wouldn't give it that much. And he's a smaller fighter. George is bigger than Dustin, so I'm, I think you're just looking at a repeat of this type of thing. So I don't even know it'd be worth it for for Dustin to take the fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, I I just don't want to. I don't want to see the promo being built up, and then I get suckered into buying it again. You're That's gonna the, get suckered <laughs> in. You know why? Because you're a sucker suckered. like me. Yeah, yeah. We just, you know. So That's I just right. didn't want to leave the house last night. 
And so uh, I ended up buying it, and I was like, yeah, you know, I like George. So, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, my money's going to something good. That's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, other than that, look, you got to live up to what we thought. Yeah, but you, and you, you, I don't, I don't want to take anything away from Colby because he fought a good no. fight, fought a tough fight, fought a smart fight. He is a grinder, and this is where you, you, know, you people want excitement. He's not going to be that guy that's, you know, really exciting. He just doesn't have that type of style. But he is good, and he is a guy that, you know what, he can take on a lot of guys just based upon his wrestling ability and his pressure because his pressure is difficult to deal with. He is in your face. He's stepping back. He's taking one step back, and all of a sudden he's coming forward right away, putting pressure on you, forcing you towards the cage. He's good at what he does, you know, and, and he was better, you know, last night than, than Masvidal was, and he deserved the win, but I don't know if the score will ever be settled. I have a question. Why have we never seen Colby versus Gilbert Burns? <laughs> I, I know Gilbert's already, I think he's already matched up against uh, Chemaev, right? That fight's yeah. already been set. Yeah. <clears throat> I understand that. Like, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to switch up fights and this and that, but. The, the Colby Covington versus Gilbert Burns, knowing that Colby, like, he just utilizes his wrestling, puts a lot of pressure, you're falling right into that trap with Gilbert, you know? And on the feet, if we go back and watch, Gilbert's got better stand-up than Colby. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. You know, he may slow definitely down has more as the power. fight goes on. Yeah, he's definitely got more power. You saw that with the Usman fight. He's got more speed uh, on the feet as well. He puts the combinations together well. He does slow down when he stands, stands more, you know, but... uh I think I don't understand why that fight has never happened. That fight to me is one of those fights that should happen. I think as soon as Chamayev and him fight, you are jumping the, the shark on this one. I man. am. He's got a fight already. Let's go. But he, but even if he, even if he beats Chamayev though, John, even if he beats Chamayev, I still think they should fight. Even well, that's if he fine. Loses Chamayev, I think he should fight. Well, he's not going to. First off, fight. if he loses to Chamayev, that's not going to be his fight. That will be Chamayev's fight. No, that's true. He'll be well. sitting at number one. The, yeah, the real, that's true. the real question is. Does the UFC want to put him back against Usman again? And I'm not too sure that they, you know they're no. too hot on doing that. Eventually, it might happen, but he's going to have to go through a lot of people and prove there's nobody else. And that's well, I think I I just I, to me I don't know if they're going to put Colby and Chimaev together because if Usman if Usman loses to Chimaev, they'd like to be able to run another guy up the ladder to see. And Colby's got kind of that number one position, so why have him fight? Just let's try to see if we can get Usman out of there. And if Chemayev wins, we can have Colby fight him next because that would be a great trash-talking lead-up to the fight. Well, look, yeah, you're, like already of, you're already getting rid of you're already getting rid of Usman. What is no, wrong I'm not. with you? No, I think I think Usman. I think Usman beats him. Yeah. I think I think Gilbert's even got a good chance of beating him if he can keep, if he can get to the ground. I think he's got a good chance of beating him. We'll see. We'll see. We'll talk about see. that and one. Post, and the post-fight presser, Dana like did kind of hint at. He said, you know, we need to see what's next for him if he fights Dustin if he goes up in weight. And I thought that was very interesting for him to say Colby potentially going up in weight to to pretend, I mean, I guess fight Izzy, right? It's the only fight up there. Um, They're but, not going to put him against Izzy. No way. I mean, he would get the both knocked the tall, long, and lanky, as Josh would say. Yeah, he'd get he'd get knocked the fuck. Out. <laughs> They're not going to put first off. He'd he'd have to go up and he'd have to win, in my opinion, against a quality middleweight before they're ever going to think about putting him against his. They're not going to take him as a a guy that lost no. twice to Usman and put him <laughs> against the champion. That ain't going to happen. But I could see him maybe fighting like a uh, Paulo Costa or. Uh, uh, 
Who's another guy? Oh. Why not? Why not Sean Strickland? Why not? Well, Sean. Sean Strickland be a good one. <laughs> the two of them and their know. trash. That would be, be pretty good as far up. as the, the talk between those two. That'd be fun. That'd be a good lead up. Yeah, I like oh, that yeah. one. <clears throat> There's a guy named Luke Rockhold. I'd like to see Colby fight. There you go. Hey. There you go. I'll, I think Luke would take that fight all day long. Of course he would. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about the co-main event. So you've got RDA versus uh, Moicano. Yep. And John, I got to tell you, I, I'm kind of shocked. Like, why is this still a five-round fight? Knowing the guy's coming in on short notice. You guys did us a disservice. Don't get me wrong. The fifth round was the best round. <laughs> but it was like, you, you did us a disservice, round. though. Best round for Marcano. <laughs> it was the best round, John. Because that was the most exciting round. Because the rest of the rounds were boring. The, <laughs> the fight itself was, eh. Not that, like, RDA could have potentially got him out of there in the second or the third round in that position. But in that, in that, in, in that fourth and fifth, for someone who was training for a fight to go five rounds already, it was, he, he, he got tired. He got tired. He punched himself out on Moicano's face. He got tired. And he, in the fifth round, he didn't have the gas tank to get everyone. And here's the thing. When I was listening to the commentary, they, they were saying like, oh, look, he is, He's just kind of stayed on the outside. He's just kind of given him mercy. No, no, no. There's an old story of this lady who found a snake that got hit by a car in the street, right? She takes it home and nurtures it. And then all of a sudden, the snake bites it and kills her. He says, why'd you bite me? Well, because I'm a snake. Well, when you let a fighter linger around to the fifth round, what do you think he's going to do? If you start just giving him that first minute and a half, he already had 90 seconds or whatever, a minute, minute 20. You know, he had a minute off rest. Then you give him another minute to rest in the, in the cage. He's two minutes fresh. He's not that. He's not a slouch. The guy's gonna come after you. He almost he rocked RDA quite a bit in that fifth round. You know, I mean, nothing close to getting him yeah. out of there. But he, yeah, but he still rocked him though, John. Like no, he, he, he hit him backwards. He, look, let's be honest. Moicano won that round. Absolutely. He, he he hit him with the cleaner, crisper shots overall. And this is after. Yeah, I'm gonna say it right now. Mark Goddard, you did a fantastic job of handling that fight. Absolutely. This is what people don't understand what referees do at times, and he did the right thing. He was in control. He was actually telling the doctor at times, hey, this is what I'm gonna, this is what I'm thinking, this is what I'm gonna do. You go ahead and look at him. And it was Mark Goddard's decision at all times whether he was gonna let that fight go on. He let it go on at that last bit because of the way Moicano was talking to him and the way he was responding to him. And it was just a a masterful job by mark goddard in that fight not that moicano didn't take damage look sometimes you know people are like, i've seen people talking about it saying well, why didn't he just stop the fight you're letting you know your, your job is the health and safety of the fighter no your job is the health and safety of the fighter that's true but you're, it's also to let the fighter be the fighter because he always does have a chance and as moicano proved in the fifth round he had a chance of coming out there and possibly getting that win, and you can't take that away from him just because he's beat up, just because he's got an eye that doesn't look good. There's reasons to stop the fight, and there's reasons to let it go. Moicano gave Mark the reasons to let that thing go on, and he proved that it was the right decision with that fifth-round performance. RDA gave him more of a chance because, remember, at the, end, <clears throat> the beginning of the fifth round, the ref Goddard goes, "Hey, you have thirty seconds." That's right. I mean, RDA didn't and do anything I've for said a minute. It too 10. many times to guys. Hey, you got thirty. Yeah. You got you got about thirty seconds to show me you can be in this fight. 
And then know? RDA didn't help the situation because he didn't throw any punches for the exactly. first minute, really. That's and right. And so then Moicano was the one pressing the fa- the pace. Moicano was the one trying to land the hard shots and then did land a couple hard shots. And Mark's going, all right, 30 seconds pass. Okay, but he's kind of winning the round. Oh, shit, he I'm rocked gonna it. Go. Oh, just, gotta right. let it go. Just got to let it go. And That's next thing right. you know, the end of the round was up. And That's I'm like, right. holy shit. So I mean, that, to me, was the most exciting part of that fight. It Look, was. I'm not trying to discredit. I, you guys need to understand. I'm not trying to discredit RDA. He's a phenomenal fighter. He's a stud. But here... I have been I've been in that situation at 37, 38, 36, somewhere in that age, right? Where those longer fights, the longer training sessions, you know, the f- training for five rounds, it gets on you. And when you get into that age, it's hard to go. It's hard to go hard for that fourth and fifth round. <clears throat> Look at guys like you know one of my closest friends, Frank Yeager. He's a stud. He's a cardio machine. His whole career, he's been a, he's been a cardio machine. He is an output fighter, someone that just sets the tempo, sets the pace. But as he has gotten older, it's been harder for him. Sure, and you can't tell me that it hasn't. He's an absolute stud, you know. And so when it comes down to those later rounds, and look, you're seeing a little bit with RDA. And you're going to continue to see it with most of these fighters in that 36 As they're getting older. Range. They will slow down in those later rounds. And look, for him, it's amazing that he's still doing it at such a high level, you know, at the age that he's doing it at. Well, and he's phenomenal. Yeah, and if you take a look at the list of names that that guy has faced, it's incredible. You know, yeah. take a look at, you know, his his entire, you know, body of work in the UFC. It's just remarkable. The name, I'm yeah. looking at the names right now. Just going down, Paul Felder, Michael Chiesa, Leon Edwards, Kevin Lee, Kamaro Usman, Colby Covington, Robbie Lawler, Neil Magny, uh, Safadine, Tarek Safadine, Tony Ferguson, yeah, Eddie Alvarez, Donald Cerrone, Anthony Pettis, Nate Diaz, Benson Henderson. I mean, come on. The guy has fought a who's who of mm-hmm. everybody that has been a stud and top level in the UFC at a certain point or while he faced him, you know, John, look at look at this: Incredible. Donald Cerrone, Anthony Pettis, Nate Diaz, Benson Henderson, a Khabib, Donald Cerrone again. Like those are guys. Just those guys right there. All all those guys are probably in the UFC Hall of Fame. Every single one I just mentioned. Yeah. If if Dana likes them, okay. So if you, like you know what I mean. But all those guys I just mentioned, those guys should all be in the Hall of Fame. And he's he's beaten them or he's lost. Like he lost to Khabib, but the rest of those guys he's beaten them. That's that's impressive. And there's yeah. guys along the way up up the ladder even further he's a stud i'm not trying he to take is. it anyway he's 37 years old though and i speak from experience that 37 38 it just seemed like there was a huge drop off in the ability to go into that hard into that third round hard into that fourth round it's tiresome man well, and he's th- still doing it at a high level which is nice i think what you see is there's a real drop off in actual speed during the fight yeah how quick yeah. he's able to do things you know he at, at times you know you could tell that, you know, the training for Fazeev gave him that he wanted to take Fazeev down and he was training for those moments to change levels, come into him and get him to the ground. And those all worked for him. And he, a couple of times, it was beautifully done. Just the timing yeah. on it was really, really, you know, nice. But then if you look towards that, especially that fifth round, just him shooting, his, you know, his jab out, it was slower. And he was tired. Yeah. You know, and you're going to get tired. But overall... He went out there, did exactly what he was supposed to do. You got to give it to Moicano coming back after, you know, basically three weeks off from a fight, a fight that, you know, you did well in and that, you know, you didn't take a whole lot of damage. And so, but 
there is that up and down and you get into those flows of you, you peak with your, you know, conditioning and everything. And when you go off, you know, it drops down and to, to get it back up is not an easy thing. And I'm not sure he was able to get it back to where it was, but it was, you know, it was his heart and his ability to stay tough in that fight that people should take away forever saying, you know what, Hanato Moclano, that's a guy that I will watch fight always because he gives it everything he has. One last thing on the speed thing that you brought up, because I noticed the same thing. Dave, can you scroll up to Mazadal too? Click on him. He's 36, correct? No, 37. 37. So him and him and RDA are the same. Yeah, 37. He's 37. Yeah, you're right. So I saw the same thing in him yes. and in, in, in RDA. Absolutely. Both of them look like you can see the punches coming. You can see them lean, not labored out, but it was like a little bit more of a load up to get that speed going. And it, it, it was noticeable. Yeah. There were several times where uh, RDA like went to throw a punch and Moy Connor was able to slip out the way. Same thing with Colby, you know, with Mazadal. He was able to just kind of move his head right off the way or duck low before he came in. It just was the speed factor. Was It was a huge deal. Um, and that's just from the age, the age you slow down and then it's not going to get better from here. I mean, don't get me wrong. Both of them are still extremely talented. They're still fighting at a really high level, but in five round fights, you're going to see them start to slow down a little bit. And this is just the reality of being a professional athlete. You know, it's hard to continue doing what you're doing at this level, you know, especially these two at the highest level, you know, and, and continue to get wins. So who knows? Wish them both the best, but, uh, both of them are studs. That's just, I mean, they've been in the game for a long time. And uh, fought the who's who. Um, let's talk about the fight that John. I'm gonna. I'm gonna come out. I think I'm gonna, you nasty. can say what you want. I'm gonna eat my words. I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm gonna eat. I'm put my foot. Take my foot out of my mouth just so I could say good things about him and yeah. put it back in there. Because honestly, man, I thought the level of competition that Edson Barboza had fought would be enough. And the other thing, there was moments where Khabib and some other top fighters had had a hard time taking Edson down. That's right. And I was like, man, you know, Edson's going to make him work really hard. This kid's going to, if he doesn't get one or two takedowns early, it's going to start feeling like, shit, I'm never going to get this guy down. I'm going to get eaten up. This kid must be hillbilly strong. He must be corn farm fed. red, corn fed, corn fed all strong, these man. things. This kid is like, like almost, I want to say, I know he's not from Nebraska, but Arkansas, like that Nebraska, cor- Arkansas, corn fed like type kid. It seemed like every time he touched Edson's leg, he went down. Yeah. Every time. And I was like, holy shit, what is going on? And he had some good scrambles in the situations as well. Good control from the top position. Threatened a couple submissions. Didn't do a lot of work in terms of the ground and pound, which I would like to have seen. But look, you got to understand, Edson does slow down. It's been no- He's been known to slow down, even when he was at 55, as the fight goes on. He just he throws everything with so much power, whether it's the kicks, whether it's the hands, the boxing. Okay, he does everything with so much power. He has to defend takedowns with everything he has because he knows once he gets taken down, there's not a, he doesn't have a lot of answers down there on the bottom. He's pretty good at getting up, but the way he gets up is feet on the hips and kicking you away. Well, that takes a ton of energy, especially if you don't get up. So he's got to be very cautious about how, when he uses it and make sure he capitalizes on the right time. Otherwise, he kicks them back and they jump right back on him. And he just wasted a lot of energy. So Thug Nasty, though, overall looked absolutely insane. He looked good. I can't even say enough about this young kid. And I love the little tidbit he did at the end in the in the Rogan interview. Yeah. Saying he's going to give $45,000 to a charity. And then, from what I read, Dana White said, no, keep your money. 
So I'm going to donate the 45,000 or whatever it was. That's, that's pretty awesome, man. That's, that's a pretty awesome deal. So overall, John, I put, I'm going to put the foot, the shoe back in my mouth. Okay. My foot back in my mouth. I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you close this one out, man. Absolutely. Great job. Well, everyone, if you took my advice last week, you probably didn't do as well as we would have liked to have you guys to do. But John and I are on task to make sure you guys make a little money this week. But at mybookie.ag, that's all that matters because there's always things to bet on. Right now, we're getting ready for uh, the Final Four. We're getting, not Final Four, we're getting ready for the uh, NC2A tournament coming up in basketball. We're also getting ready for... Of course, more fights for us to talk about. There's always fights for us to talk about because there's no season for that. But at mybookie.ag, use our promo code Wayne, and there's a QR code right there. If you guys have not signed up yet, use that QR code. And when you click that QR code right there, it'll give you a little extra spending cash courtesy of the Wayne In Podcast. Use that QR code right there. Use our promo code Wayne In at mybookie.ag. Now, let's talk about the bets, John. We didn't do as well as we thought we were going to do on the Masvidal and the Colby fight. Masvidal didn't come through. And there was some other fights. The Barboza fight really shocked me, which we'll get into on our podcast as well, of course. But I wanted to make sure you guys all understand. We know what we told you guys to do, or suggested, I should say, for you guys to do. And hey, it didn't come through, but we also remember, in the past, we've made some good money for you guys. You guys have been very thankful. But at mybookie.ag, use that promo code Wayne in. And John, I got to tell you, we got to come through for him in the next show. No, was, look, I looked at We talked about it. I said, look, I want Bryce Mitchell to win this fight. I just don't know that he's going to be able to do that against someone like yeah. Edson. I, I thought he hadn't fought guys... He absolutely had not fight guys at the level that Edson had fought. And it was things like you're saying, you know, guys that Edson gave problems to and getting them down at times. You know, you know, Edson's been in there against Tony. I did Tony Ferguson against Edson and Khabib. And you look at these and you go, I'm just not sure that, you know, Mitchell's going to be able to handle the speed and be able to stick with the fight when Edson does get up. Because if you take him down, he's going to end up getting up. Boy, completely just just nasty dog, dirty fucking country boy, strong Arkansas, mean. I just loved everything that I saw out of him. I mean, his personality is just fantastic. It's infectious, and you want him to do good because he's just a good he's a good guy, and he's just you know he's, he's he says it like it is, and that's the what I love him. He will tell you what he thinks. I don't know if you heard yeah. his press conference before with the media and they asked him about you know political things and boy he goes i don't know anything about that but this is what i think and he goes and i go no, oh my god geez. it's hysterical but it's what he believes and uh he sticks with it i love the fact that he is man enough that he says i'm going to give half of my purse good job by dana which like the forty-five thousand to dana is nothing so bryce mitchell it's a yeah. ton it's a ton and so the fact that he would give that amount of money says a lot about who he is as a person you know he, he's a farmer and he's just with that he's just trying to plant seeds to make things grow and look at your career is growing continue on son yeah. because you're fun to watch and uh people are gonna, people are gonna know hey man you, you gotta hit this dude and put him out because he is gonna be in the middle of you the entire fight if you don't dave can you pull up the rankings for his weight class 45 i think he was 11 Barbosa was 10. Yeah, they were 11 and 10. But yeah. look at up there. <clears throat> let's see. Him and Giga Chikadze would be a good fight. Yeah. 
Him and uh, ooh, Josh Emmett would be a tough fight. You know, yeah, that would be a tough against one. Calvin Cater. The wrestling, yeah, of but Emmett I think, would I think him problems. and him and Giga, or even uh, Dan Ige. You know, but him and Giga, I'd like to see him jump a little bit more. So probably like Giga, Arnold Allen's that kind of sleeper that no one's giving any respect to right now. Arnold Allen's so that good might everywhere. Be a tough fight. Yeah, he's good everywhere. So that might be a tough fight for him. But I mean, overall, I mean that <clears throat> it would be impressive I, to see. You him want get to know fight. what would be a fun fight to watch? Since you know Bryce is good on the, I'd like to see him and Brian Ortega. Ooh, come on, that would be a fun fight. Ooh. On the feet, though, it'd be kind of oof. That's a big jump, John. I think I'd like to get him a, another fight. I didn't say it wasn't Brian. a big jump, but if you're talking about, yeah. look, Ortega can go to the ground with him, no problem. You know, it would be, you know, obviously, you know, anything can happen down there, and Bryce could possibly catch Brian, or Brian could possibly mm -hmm. catch Bryce. It would it would be entertaining. I would, I would like that matchup. I don't know if you yeah, want I'm to drop at, that far down. I'm looking at Giga, Josh Emmett, maybe Calvin Cater, those three guys. I mean, he might want to avoid Arnold Allen for the beginning. <laughs> you know, if you can jump to a kickboxer like or a boxer like Cater or Giga, those are the guys you might want to try to get to. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know what I mean? You just got to be honest about it. Calvin right now, Calvin's defensive wrestling is good. His offensive wrestling is yeah. good. He, Calvin's well-rounded, and his boxing is sharp. I'd, it would be a hard takedown for Bryce to get Calvin, but you know he could. It's just a matter of how how many times could he? So, yeah, we thought the same thing about Edson. So exactly. I'm not believe too. I'm not believing so too wrong. much of what I. So wrong. As soon as he touched Edson's leg, he was down. I said that Whoops. was just too easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, back to the card. Kevin Holland against Oliveira. I I enjoyed the fight. I thought this one was fun to watch, and it was yes, fun it to was. watch because they both they were both going after it. Uh, there's yep. a lot of good stuff from both. I thought Oliveira had his moments where, boy, he got rocked and he came right back and blasted Kevin Holland. You go, God damn, <laughs> Kevin Holland had to be thinking, what the fuck was that? Because he had him hurt. Next shot he throws landed flush. And uh, I thought I really the one I want to bring this up with. I thought Kevin Holland's corner was great when he came back to the corner and they go, hey. All right, we lost that one, you know, and it was very, very, you know, nothing, you know, mean. It was just straight information. This is what we need you to do. I need you to start, you know, start moving him back. This is what I need you to do. And they were just giving him good, straight, truthful information throughout the whole thing. And he took it upon himself to say, man, I'm not going to let this guy, you know, go go anymore with me. I'm going to get rid of him. And he went after him and did it, man. And he's got power in his hands. The guy can swat. Yeah, Kevin Holland looked good at 170. A little bit of a slow start. I think he had to adjust, and I think that's what he said afterwards. Yeah, speed. He had to adjust to the speed. The speed's different. The output's a little bit different. They're a little bit more active, um, you know, and, and Cowboy's all over the place. Yeah. He's, he's not somebody that fights like a normal fighter. He has a different, like, punches come from weird angles. They explode. His body is kind of contorted when he throws. <laughs> he just, he doesn't fight like an, it's, he's not like a just traditional, like, Calvin Cater style stand-up. He has a, a kind of a weird, funky style. He kind of herky-jerky a little bit, too. And they're that wiry strong. He kind of reminds me a little oh, bit of Mike Swick. He's wiry strong. Yeah, yeah so, and... And so I was expecting him to possibly try to get a takedown against uh, against him, you know. And there was an exchange, I believe, in, in that scenario where 
they ended up getting to the back right away towards the end of the first round. Remember, but he had the arm in. Yeah. It looked like he was trying to choke him from Kevin, there. Kevin's sitting there with two thumbs up. You go, okay, I know why you're doing it. I see where the arm's at, but still, don't. Yeah. But I've seen I've seen guys get finished that way. It all it takes is a switch of the arms too. Also, it's like, yeah. The thing is, though, is I've seen guys get finished with the arm in like that on a rear naked yeah. because the guy he's got such long arms, it just pushes the shoulder up into your neck, and then he's choking the other side. Yeah. And so it's just it. I've seen it happen with guys that have really long arms that can just lock it in and overpower the situation. So it's I I didn't think the Cowboys was going to get it with a couple seconds left. Yeah. But um, but overall, to me, that was a very fun fight. I didn't don't don't take this the wrong way. Maybe you will, I know you won't. But I wasn't impressed a lot with the whole card. I was impressed with individual fights, you know. And this was one of those fights that I really enjoyed. You know, I liked the Bryce Mitchell fight because it was shocking to me as I'm watching it, going, "What the hell's going on?" Yeah. Like he's making Edson look like he doesn't even belong in the top ten. I was very impressed by that, and uh, I'm never going to underestimate Thug Nasty again. All right, great stuff. You know, but then the same thing with Kevin Holland. I was I wanted to see this fight get into the third round because I wanted to see if the weight cut had a had a was a factor, but it never got there. Cowboy fought the way Cowboy fights, and he was a little bit more composed. I was listening to some of the commentary as well, and then they were saying he was kind of composed and he was he was fighting a more technical fight than he normally does. He normally just comes wild, and so this was a big deal for him. Fight on the you know I know he's fought on the main card several times. He can he always brings it, but this was one of those fights that. We were going to see what Kevin Holland was really made of. We know he was made of it at 185, but then when you're not cutting the weight, how much does it affect you? How much was on your mind? The speed of it all with the 170. So there was a lot of questions to be answered. He didn't answer them fully, Kevin Holland, but he definitely put a good taste in my mouth. Yeah. There's a lot of good things that he did in that fight, even when it wasn't going his way. Yeah. You know, uh, a lot of good things. Less talking, more yes, fighting. That's what I wanted go. to see. That's the whole That's point. That's what I wanted to see. And that he did that. That was the number one thing that I wanted to see out of him. Yeah, I thought, so actually, stuff. I thought that that was the fight, you know, I really was looking forward to on, on the main card. I thought it was going to be an action-packed fight. It was. It was good. They both went after each other, and, you know, Holland just ended up, you know, landing the good shots, got the win. That's the way it's supposed to be and stuff. But, uh, look, the, the shot that uh, Oliveira took, that right hook, that landed solid. So, yeah, put him on his ass, finished him off. You know, can't ask for anything more. Uh, the, the the fight that I understand why it was on the main card, but I still think nothing against Greg Hardy, but he's just not a complete fighter. It's just not. You know, he's a he's a huge man and he's a good athlete, but he's not a complete fighter. And when you looked at this, you know, we, we talked about it. Spivak, tough dude, he's got some good wins. Um, he just ate him up, and he you know the, the yeah. The takedown was not completely well executed, but it worked. It got him, you know, let's just be honest. It was good. Yeah, but the way it was I'm set up. a 300-pound guy The like way it that. was set up, and you're looking, you're going, <laughs> uh, but it was yeah. really what it was is Hardy's not good at stopping that. He, yeah. He's not understanding where to put his hips and how to place his weight to make it so that throw's not going to work. But Spivak, great job of getting him down, and then when once he got him to the ground, I mean, it wasn't even close. Totally different fight, yeah. It wasn't even it was close. You know, and so Hardy is, you know, he's in that that one-dimensional stage. He's a guy that he'll he'll be in the stand-up. He'll throw his hands. He's got good speed, especially for a heavyweight. He's got power, obviously. He's a fucking monster as far as size. He just needs to, you know, it's that whole game is, I just don't see the whole game there. And so I don't know how far he can go. John, is this project over? 
Is the is the, should the project be over for the UFC? It's kind of like the way I'm I'm looking at it, honestly. I I agree. I think it should be over. I mean, three losses is it three in a row? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So three in a row. I I just don't I don't see it. I don't see it there. You've matched him up against guys that have some level of talent, you know, that are you know kind of in that top ten area. There, he's been TKO'd, KO'd, TKO'd. It's just not you know. And then yesterday. He didn't even look like he was out, but apparently he was. Because if, if you watch closely, His he like jumped up, like "Oh shit!" Like what happened? So he was out. His to me, rock. He, he's thirty. Yeah, he's thirty-three years old. He's talented, but he seems like also too he's gotten bigger. Oh, he's gotten he bigger. Started fighting. Yeah, he's not. He's not trim. He's not lean. Like he doesn't look like he's getting in physical shape. He doesn't know sh- jack on the ground. He doesn't know anything on the ground. And so his strength and his ability, his mobility seems like it went away. When, I, when he came in, he was active, moving around. He looked like, an, I wouldn't say he was built ever like a serial gone, but he was, he had a little bit of that movement and that ability. Now, he just stands right in front of you, plots, he's put on too much weight. I don't think he's, I think he's just really looking at this as a payday. Go out there, fight, cut it, call it a day. His confidence is obviously way down since losing three in a row. I think the experiment needs to be over. I mean, here's the the sad part is this. Dave, go back to the card. Is please. The um you take a fight like that, like you started off this conversation, you put that on the main card. Yep. Nothing against Spivak, but I'm sorry, but the uh Marina Rodriguez fight and the Yawn fight, oh my God. You have two top level fighters that are in the top ten and oh, they're yeah. on the undercard. They're, the, they're on the they're undercard. They're in the top five. I, I'm just like it's a slap in the face because you got heavyweights, but there's no reason for it. You're overpaying the guy. He's got lost three in a row. I get it in the beginning. It was a project. It was fun to look at, but now it's it's getting it's getting a little embarrassing, you know, to have fights like that on the main card when he should be probably opening the prelims. Yeah, and you brought up the fight that I was like, that should have been on the main card. That was your opening yeah. fight, in my opinion. You know, you could have switched. But, you know, but, the, even, but the, even Turner. But I would have even oh, taken Turner. See, and that, that's where we're going to talk about Mr. Turner. But yeah, I just look, and, and this is where it's like, okay, I understand why you did it, but it just it, it was not worthy of the spot that it got on your card, in my opinion. No. And you got to figure out what you're going to do with, you know, Hardy as a fighter because – the sport has passed by those, you know, those one-dimensional guys. And and as you say, he's getting bigger. They said he came in at 291 the week of the fight. Okay, now he's got to make 265. Okay, and he makes it. So when he walked back out there, he was 287 or somewhere in there. But you could see it because he looks, you know, heavy. And it's affecting his performance. So it's not helping him. You know, the... When you're in the gym and you're that guy that's 290 and nobody else is close, you can move people around and you can get out of things and you can do things because they just can't hold you down. You're too big, too strong. And so, you know, Rashad Evans working with him, you know, Rashad's going to have problems just holding him down when he wants to get up. And then he thinks that he can do it with everyone and you can't. You can't. It's just, you know, you've got to get back to being the athlete. You've got to get back to being a guy that's, you know, in shape, trim, fast, you know, that's the guy that's going to do better in the fights than the monster. We, we've, how many times do we have to say hybrid heavyweights are better than massive heavyweights? Yep. 
Yeah, we're seeing it. We're seeing it across the board right now. You know, I mean, like uh, not you know, that Spivak is a small guy. No, he's not. He's, no, the, he's, he's not, he's not guy, that hybrid. But, no, but Cyril gone. He's a big guy, but he's still he's he's one of the kind of a newer hybrid. He's right style, there. You know, yeah. I would say maybe even like a Stepe. Stepe two when he Stipe's when Stepe lost to DC. He I know Stepe was bigger when he lost to DC, but then when he got when he got better, when he came back. He beat DC. He sl- he's lost the weight. 231. Got, yeah, came. Cain Velasquez, always 230-something. DC, when he was fighting well at heavyweight, was 230-something. Closer to 240, but 230-something. Those hybrid heavyweights are definitely... Now he's like almost 300. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, all of those things. Uh, like it, I do believe it is I do believe it is the hybrid heavyweights. I mean, we see it in Bellator. You know, Ryan Bader having a lot more success at heavyweight. Uh, Moldovsky, a smaller guy, having you know great fights at heavyweight. I love seeing those hybrid heavyweights fight because... Because they're so much more active than than go. the heavier heavyweights, you know, like like a Greg Hardy, who get tired after a while. All right, well, hey, let's let's talk about Jalen Turner. This kid is a stud. We've known that he's a stud. He just needed to believe in himself, and we're seeing that progression of his confidence as well as his technique and his maturity in the cage come together. And oh my gosh, was it on point last night? Oh my gosh, the relaxation, the calmness, the pre- just the precision, all of those things. If I'm going to have one little gripe about him, because you know me, I've always got to be negative, Nancy, <laughs> is that at times, at times when he was landing the clean shots, he let his defense get a little low and he got rocked yeah, he got after hit. rocking, uh, yeah, after rocking his opponent, uh, Malarkey, he rocked him up, then he came back and got rocked right away himself or vice versa. They got into an exchange, but it, overall, he was on point. And he looked phenomenal last night. Yeah, let's let's go to the one thing that he did that was just fucking beautiful. All right, we want to talk about one of our favorite products. It is Fume. That is F-U-M. This is a product that is out there to help you become a healthier person, to benefit you, to get you off of a smoking or vaping habit that you have acquired that you do not need this is a product that will give you that same hand-to-mouth element but it uses natural plants and the benefits of natural essential oils to help you stop the cravings help you get healthier and maintain a better life fume uses all kinds of great products it uses 100 percent canadian maple to make this fantastic prominent which is what we call the piece that you use to put the essential oil core into This is a product that will make you feel good. When you inhale it, you get all of those cool, the senses of the essential oils and it's all kinds of flavors. It's cherry, it's peppermint, it's lemon bliss, it's black pepper. If you like something strong, there's all kinds of different flavors depending upon your taste. It is a product that I believe in. Fume was started to help people stop that nasty habit of smoking. And think about it. You can do this on a plane, on a train, in a car, anywhere around your kids because it has no effect on anybody else. It is something that is good for not only you, it's good for your family. So I want you to go to F-U-M, Fume. You're going to go to www.breathefume, F-U-M, no E, slash weighing in and use the weighing in code to get 10% off of any product that Fume makes. This is for you. This is for your family. If you know somebody that has a nasty habit of smoking or vaping, get them to try the Fume Prominent. It will help start them in a better direction, a healthier direction, 
and it will make their life better. Please go to Fume, breathe Fume, and you can become a healthier person today. He finished every time there was an engagement. He was the guy finishing the engagement. If he threw a two-punch combination, Malarkey came back with a counter, he was finishing it off with another two- to three-punch combination, always being the guy that was leaving as the attacker in the engagement and then bringing it back. Look, at six foot three, at that weight class, with the length that he has, look, everyone knows where you want to, to put Jalen. and that's Put him on his back and make him work off of his back. He's been trying to get better at the ground game. He obviously has shown that he has gotten better. He's, you know, his, his win, I think his last win uh, was a rear naked choke that he got. You know, He's just looking good, and he's got the right attitude. He is fun to watch because he's aggressive, and when you see a guy always being the guy finishing those encounters, that I look at that and go, God damn, that's, that's, that's a fighter. That's a guy knowing, hey, I am not going to let you get the best of this. I am always going to show them I'm the guy leading this dance. I'm the guy in control. I'm the guy making these exchanges happen, and I'm the guy finishing them. And that's what he did. And he did it against a tough dude. Look at Malarkey. David Malarkey's tough. There's no doubt about it. The, the guy can fight, and he comes, and he, he's, he's got power in his hands. He'll, he'll stand in the pocket. He thought he was going to you know, be able to bully Turner. And it just didn't happen. And the, the accuracy and, again, all of those shots that he was not expecting to come after he threw his counters, those were just eating malarkey up. And eventually that one caught him when he went down. He did not let him get back up. That was a great finish and a I, phenomenal performance by Turner. Yeah, his 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 last two fights have been finished by rear naked chokes. But then on top of that, though, you like you said, adding up to the – the combinations to finish the combinate to finish the exchanges. That's the last thing the judges remember. Oh, yeah. And so that when that's the last thing they remember, that's like, okay, tick, I run a little stripe down. I go, hey, I remember him winning this exchange. Okay, he won this exchange. He won this exchange. And it starts adding up as the round goes on. Yep. All of those things. Finishing the combination is one of the most difficult things to do because you just got hit. Yep. So now you've got to return fire to to leave it in the judges' hands. And also to let your let that fighter know that no, no, I'm gonna still be here when after you hit me. If you back away, it's like that gives them an opportunity to go ahead and push forward. I also think that Malarkey, he's a tall, big guy for lightweight. Yeah, he's not used to fighting another guy who's six three at lightweight. Also yeah. at one fifty five. So when you when you have the two of them, like Malarkey coming in, going, "Hey, I'm used to being taller and longer than majority of these lightweights," and now you're fighting someone who who can touch me from a distance. And I, I always go back to this: is if you go back and you watch John Jones versus Gus. John had never fought someone who could reach as long as him yep. and had the same type of like boxing or kicks and was able to mix it up as well as, as Gus was able to. And he had problems with him because, oh shit, you can hit me. And I can't just put my <laughs> hand on your forehead and big brother you. Exactly. And that's yeah. kind of what it felt like with Malarkey yesterday with Turner. Turner was able just to touch him at range. And he's like, hey, I'm getting hit right now. I'm not used to being hit from this position i'm not used to just a, a jab or a right hand or a kick or a push kick you know touching me from so far yeah. and now i can't reach you those are deals those are things you have to learn to deal with in the cage 
not realizing during training, oh, it's not going to be that big of a deal. Oh, no, it's a big deal. It's a big deal, yeah. It's a big deal. That extra two or three or five, I think it was five, five. inches. I think it was, yeah, Jalen has 81 inch, and I think it was uh, Malarkey had 76. 76 so 77, yeah. my math, John, take go. it away. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, you know, but overall, like John, you and I were talking, and we were saying, just very impressive, composed, precise with his striking, if I had, like I said, the one little gripe, he's got to get back to his defense right away. That was the only thing. He's got to be come back back to his defense a little bit. He seemed like he was letting it linger out there a little bit too long um, because he is long. So yeah. it's sometimes hard to bring it right back. But he got hit with some clean shots a little bit in that first round. Came out, though, guns blazing in the second. Great performance, man. Overall, great fight. Yeah. Good fight. Really good fight. And, and I want to say, I thought that the prelims really set this show it was the prelims that, you know, outstanding. The, the main card, yeah, it was. Mm. But prelims, you can't take anything away because the fight before that. Oh, oh. Marina Rodriguez against Jan, Jaunan, Jan. Yeah. Ungodly fight. Both of them were just going at it. There was some great exchanges. Freaking Jan's hand speed at times is really impressive. Really yeah. impressive. The combination she's throwing and the accuracy of it and what she was able to do. I thought it was a super close fight. I thought I thought it was pretty simple that, you know, who won the first and third round, the second round, razor thin. Razor thin. Yeah. And if either either of them had won the fight, you know, I wouldn't have complained. It's, you're gonna, oh, it was a robbery. No. no. Super close. Super close. This, you know, little little bits of differences and stuff. So I thought that the I think I thought Marina in the second round, I thought she stole the round at the end when she had a couple of uh, those clinch moments and she hit her with some knees and stuff. Mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, it was in the judge's mind. They saw that at the end. That kind of took it maybe. Uh, but very close fight. Just you, you when you watch good technique by both ladies in this, just fun to watch. Yeah, I thought the speed of Jan, and especially in the first round, was very evident. Very it's like her combination. She was finishing, like you were saying that Jalen was doing. She was finishing the combination. Yep. She was landing the cleaner, harder shots. <clears throat> Marina just coming forward, be able to just keep going. Like she's got a, a chin on her, Ooh. and so she was taking some big shots. I had Jan winning the fight though. But like I said, when yeah. you talk about Razor when a robbery, no. no, I had Jan winning the second round, so I had her winning one and two, and then obviously she lost the third. Yeah. But I thought I thought it was a great fight. I'm not gonna split hairs and sit here and tell you like I wasn't mad either way. No, I think that stylistically, Marina she matches up well with a lot of those top level girls in that top two or three position. The one that's gonna really give them all a hard time is gonna be Carla Esparza because of the wrestling. But if you can stuff the takedowns and keep it on the feet, then you got a good chance against Carla Esparza. The issue is though is not major majority of them can't do that. That's the problem. Yeah, you know, we saw that with Jan when, when Carla Esparza beat yeah. Jan. She just kept taking her down, kept taking her down. And Jan was able to take down Marina a yeah. couple times. Oh, yeah. And so when you're, look, and you're looking at him going, uh, not a good place for, like, Marina's going to probably end up having to fight Carla after Carla gets this title shot. And you're going to end up in a position where what's who's gonna, who's next going to be? Are they going to try to jump after Carla? If Carla wins, yeah. she'll end up having to fight her. If she loses, they're going to have her jump her. So she doesn't have to fight her because you want to make sure you always keep a number one contender ready to go. Yep. But overall, I mean, who do you see next? I mean, like you see Yawn and what Whaley's Whaley Zhang. Like, yeah. I mean, like 
two people that are coming off losses and you have them fight. I think Whaley's coming off a loss, right? Yeah, she's coming off yeah, a coming loss. Yeah, coming off a loss in a row. So, um, yeah. So then, I mean, like, you have you have them fight. Uh, it would make for a fun fight. I mean, I, I was very impressed with Jan, just to be honest, man. I was more impressed with her than I was Marina. Marina finished strong in the third, but I was more impressed with Jan. And just her punching, her combinations, the way she mixed in from the when she did get in the clinch, she did take some knees, but then she was able to get some takedowns. I was pretty impressed with that. Um, overall, though, I mean that fight to me stole the show. I think there was there wasn't a better fight on the card that night. Ah, it was a good one. It was you know absolutely one of those ones you look at and you go, I'd watch that all night long and stuff. Um, we could talk about. I mean, if I was to say if I was to say there was a better fight, I would say performance wise, it goes to Jalen Turner. Performance wise, yeah. But I think fight though, from both of them being gritty and tough, the fight itself was the best fight of the night. I mean, you know, I I was gonna, if you're gonna take a look at a performance, man, you know, I'd have to drop down past the uh, Kennedys and and walk and Jaku. I can't even say his name. Like, and Nick, I'm okay with you skipping that fight. Thank you, because it was just <laughs> it was, it was not a good fight. But the okay, one before it, was, it, you know, yeah. You, you know, you've always liked, you know, Agapova and the way she fights and Marina Moroz, yep. man, Moroz just went out there and put it on her. What a performance by her. Yeah. She went out and dominated her, just taking her down, taking her back, putting a, you know, good ground and pound on her and then finishing the fight. I mean, you can't ask for more the, you know, the arm triangle was, uh, <clears throat> At a certain point, you look and you go, oh, that's tight now. And it just put her away. It's just a great performance. Uh, I, I don't, I don't want to know what happened, John. What happened? Why, why did one leave? Like, like uh, people say Agapova, but whatever. Agapova. Agapova. Yeah, why did she leave? Did she leave? She left ATT. They used to be training partners. They obviously yeah. don't like each other, apparently. Uh, they had some beef while they were at the gym. Um, it's strange, strange to me. Uh, I understand the Kobe thing. It got to another level. It's <laughs> yeah. like Kobe didn't. Nobody in the gym like Kobe. Like Joanna, yeah. Dustin. I mean, nobody. George. Yeah. Like nobody yeah, liked no Kobe. Friends. So I was like, okay, look, we got to just get rid of him. It's it's just a cancer in our gym. Uh, I didn't. I've never heard anything about this on uh, Agapova or Agapova. I've never heard of why she left. She, I was very impressed with her when she exploded onto the scene. Um, and then she had a loss, then she came back, she had a win, then she's been up and down. She's kind of doesn't seem like she can find herself. Uh, I'm a big fan of Marina as well. Um, I think she's imp I think very impressive. She is someone who's got good wrestling. She's got pretty good. She's really tall for the weight. Like for that weight, I'm surprised she's able to make that weight. And I'm surprised that she's able to have, like she's slender. She gets slender for her fights. When you see her in training, when she posts pictures for her training, yeah. not that she's big, but I'm saying that, you know, she she puts on some size, and then when she slims down, she's got muscles on traps. She's got back muscles. Like I was watching her get those takedowns. I'm like, damn, her back is just like shredded. But she looked very good. Good top control. Finally, when she was able to get the takedowns, good top control, putting the pressure on her. She almost got her, I think, in the first with the with the submission. They had some good exchanges. Overall, just a dominating performance from that top. So good stuff from Morose. And did Beautiful it with, stuff. you know, let's be honest. She's Ukrainian. Her family is back in uh, Ukraine. You know, that kind of, you know, uh, thing going on in your mind as you're coming up on the fight, you know, being in that yeah. position really, really put on a hell of a performance under a, a stressful situation. So just outstanding overall.
All right, let's yeah. go, let's go to your man Umar Nurmagomedov. Look, kid's, kid's good. <laughs> he's just yeah. good, and it, it's funny because because of his last name, everyone thinks that he's gonna fight like Habib. He's not. This kid is more of a stand-up, more of a Taekwondo style as far as mm-hmm. really he's got some great kicks and stuff. His hands are getting better. His wrestling is good. You know, he's got a good submission game. He's a well-rounded fighter, and he is not like, you know, Habib. It, really, he's he's like him in the fact that neither one of them have ever lost. But other than that, he doesn't fight like Habib. No. Him and his brother both. <clears throat> like, uh, Usman's in Bellator, yeah. and... The two of them, they don't they have that taekwondo style background. They love to kick, they love the striking, they love to keep the distance. There's there's a lot of movement involved with them, which is good because if you ever need to backpedal and circle and stay away, you know, you get in trouble. They have that and they know how to use their sidekick to keep the distance. And they go right from the sidekick to the long jab or the long straight left, whatever it is. They're both extremely talented. They both have good cardio. Um, you know, but with Umar, he just he just seems like he's wrapped his head around like what he needs to do to be successful. He he's been training at AK since he was I want to say 19. He came in and I I think he's probably one of the probably the one I've one of the guys I've rolled with the most outside of Khabib and Islam. I've rolled with him the most. He's just he's a young kid that just all he wanted was he always used to call me grandpa or old man. Oh you good. Old man, good. Like I'm you, glad. You, but I, I, and I was okay I'm with glad that. he understood that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but to them, anything over 29 was old man. They were calling Khabib grandpa or, or old man. Yeah, he like father now because he's 30, you know? <laughs> so, but it's it's because they just, they want to just pick your brain. They know you have so much knowledge. And he always asked me, you know, broken English. His English gotten a lot better though now since then. But back then, very little English, but he was always like, Khabib, come help translate. He always wanted to know, what do I do here? What do I do there? He's somebody that has wrapped his head around that he's not afraid to ask for advice, and with even with the the English barrier, the speaking barrier, he just didn't it didn't bother him. He just wanted to know how do you how do I do this? How do I do that? You know, I, you did this to me. How do I fix that so you don't do that to me anymore? And uh, he has fully encompassed what you what you're looking for in a fighter. Now he's gonna the level of competition is gonna get a lot harder, yep. but I think he's only 24. Like, I think he might even be younger than that, but I think he's 24. Just slow play it, man. Like, he is one of the, he's totally he's 26. 26, Jeez, man, dude. By. You're way he's off. 19, he's almost an old man. <laughs> he is almost an old man. But at 26, I think you want to still slow play him until you hit about 29. To tw- I think he's got about two more years of getting, like, remember, he's only his second fight in the UFC. Yeah. Give him some time. He's second or third? Second, yeah. So give him some time. You know, let him, um, let him really get the ring experience, the cage experience, I should say, against um, some gradually slow play him against some higher level competition. If you pull up the weight class at 135, can you pull that up for me? He's he's pretty strong. He's very active. He's not a slow fighter. He fights from the feet really well. He will wrestle when he needs to, but he wrestles, you know, to do some ground and pound, tries to get to the back and control that position. If he's not feeling comfortable there, he backs out and re-answers and does it again. But if I pull up 135, somewhere in there, if you're looking to somebody for him to fight, there's a lot of tough fights in there right now that you want to probably try to avoid, to be honest. I mean, if I go there, like, 
Ooh, Ricky Simone might be a good fight. That's a tough. That's a, yeah, that's a tough fight for him. That's a tough fight. That's for a guy him. that's going to be in his face, trying to take him down, yep. put him on his back. So, but Ricky is tough, but Ricky also makes a lot of mistakes. Ricky will come forward and put himself in jeopardy, you know, and try to land the big shots to try to get in on the wrestling. And I think wrestling wise, I think. I think Omar could actually hang with him a little bit in terms of out, you know maybe out scramble him out wrestle him strength wise it might be evil e- equal. I know that everyone's like oh well Ricky's t- strong yeah Umar's pretty strong for such a like slender type build and he is not going to weigh the same as when he is when he walks in that cage. You know when I start getting into those guys, I mean, I mean obviously I'm I don't think it would ever happen, but like a Dominic Cruz would be perfect for him. The style of stand up that he possesses, the speed, the kicks, all of those things. Being able to wrestle, probably out wrestle Dom, you know, at this stage in Dom's career and submission wise, I would probably lean more towards Umar as well. So, I mean, that's one of those fights. I I don't think you really want to jump him any more than those type of fights. You probably want to stay away from someone like Cheeto right now who's on a rise. Pedro's got power. You know, he could probably give Pedro a good go, but, you know, um, it just like you want to avoid probably the guys with a big, a lot of big power. For right now until he gets used to a couple big Look, fights he, in there. he beat a good guy brian kelleher's a dog yeah he comes to fight he's he's just a tough dude he beat a good fighter you know and, and it was expected that he was the favorite in the fight but you know, you're taking a look 26 is still young you're like you're yeah. saying slow roll it take your time get about five to six more fights in there then start talking about oh being going after those top guys so. Yeah. Well, like I look at him like Song Yadong possesses a lot of power. Yep. Very active. He's a dog. He can take good shots. Wrestler. He's hard to take down. He's a good wrestler. Like you're you're dealing with some like you get him into that. I'm like, okay, look, he's ready for that, but what's the rush? Yeah. Like, what's the rush? You know? And then I get in like you don't I don't I wouldn't want him to fight a Sun Sao. Sun Sao's See, that, got power. That, he's, that, that's he's not thick, a bad fight for him stuff. based upon speed now. A Sun yeah, Sao slowed down. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. But I mean, the, the experience of it all. That's oh, yeah. a lot of experience. No doubt. No He's doubt. got a ton of experience. Yeah. Um, you know, you get into Ricky Simone. He's got experience as well. But I mean, I still, they're still kind of both, you know, I think that that's still a, haven't brought up fight. the name I'm looking fight. at. You haven't brought up Frank. Which one? You, no, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I knew you. I knew. I, I figured you would try to call me out. I'm, I'm going to sidestep <laughs> that. Not, John, shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I got too much love for Frank, man. All right, let's talk about uh, another guy that you have trained with and you know well. We've got Tim Elliott took on Tagger. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm back off. Man, let's be honest. I've had, the, I've had these kind of fights before where you watch and you see a guy like Tim Elliott who is just a dirty, nasty, grinding fighter, goes out there and he will, he will ride the, the, the edge of being legal to ill, you know, things he'll do. And, and he'll no, cheat. he went over the edge. Oh, he'll, he'll, he cheat the edge. He'll, he'll cheat at times, yeah. And that's just the way it is. And it it, it definitely got to yeah. Tagger. He, he let it get in his head, and you can't do that. I had Michael Bisping fighting Chael Sonnen one time, and it was Chael rides that edge. Chael will cheat. You know, shocking. I know you, you find that hard to believe that chael would actually you like cheat. tap no i didn't tap. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> at, at a certain point you know bisping is looking at me going that's illegal i go no it's not he can do that no it's not he can do it but michael was in that position of he felt like he was 
being bullied and and Chael was using his head in an illegal fashion. It's like, no, he can do that. And I thought I, this was it just as soon as this fight was going on, and I saw what Taggart was doing as far as looking over. I go, nope, that's not a good. That's not a good way of being in this fight. It's not going to do you well. Your head is being your your mind starting to go in different directions and not not the direction that's going to get you the win. And I thought Tim Elliott just performed very well. Nasty John, junkyard dog Tim Elliott. I love him. I, I I'm just gonna be honest. I think they should have taken a point away from Tim Elliott for the glove. Oh, he did it on God. purpose. He did it for he, the long. He he did it for a duration of time. Duration. To land shots. He did, one he did shot. it for long enough. No, two shots. One shot. That's long, it. What happens if one of those shots would have rocked him? But it did. See, this is why you missed my headbutt. No, no, See, no, no. This no, is no, why. No. But it did. Oh, it didn't look that hard. Here, here, well, it here's was still a headbutt. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> did you see? Did you see him with that? Did you see him do did it I when it happened? What? Did you see? Yes, t- I did. You saw it when it happened. Yeah, because he was trying to pull his arm yeah, away. Yeah, as soon get as his arm, but you didn't see when he grabbed hold of it because it's hard to see. I it's understand. Very that. hard to see. Tim, yeah, but John, Tim Kennedy did that against Yoel Romero. No one remembers that. It was like, you know, but he did that. And that's when he went after Yoel and hurt him because he actually grabbed inside the glove. It, it happens. Yeah, John. Th- but that that was that was a. He purposely did it. He of course he did. Grabbed fingers inside the glove. Of course he and did. Grabbed and pulled, and then landed shots. Hold on, how many times? That should be an automatic one How many times have you said, "If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying"? Yeah, yeah. I, I get the not cheating, not trying thing. I do. I understand that. I do. But I, I guess for me, it's like if I got to grab the fence real quick and let go, like to, you know, basically to not get taken down and let go. But you still get taken down. You're still trying to cheat. But then that steep that keeps you from being slammed on your head. That keeps you from being put on your back versus like put to your butt. Those are the little things that I look at. I'm like, okay, I'll let it get away. So sometimes a little, it a is little glove grab is just way over the a edge. Little, a little grub glab and a grub, 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 glove grab. And then two shots landed. That's different. That that to me is like, what happens if one of those shots rocks the person? What happens if? It and does? look, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I would have thought this way, whether because I know um, Tiger or not. Like I would have thought this way regardless, it, because it was a purpose. He grabbed it on purpose and then pulled it and held it as he threw his shots. That's that to me is too long. No, that's intelligence. I, that's I, I get it. Is. <laughs> I get what you're saying. But that's like that's like grabbing the fence and stopping a takedown. Yeah, it, it really is because now you can't even defend that side because the is. side he was grabbing with was the side that he was able to land shots on. So you can't even lift your hand up to block. That's an intentional grab that deserves points taken. Just my personal opinion. If you can see it, I'm being, I'm just being honest. Yeah. It's not easy to see. No, I I don't I don't disagree with that. Everything happens. That's the thing. Everything happens in such it's so fast. That's right. You know, and then you, you know as fight as breaths, you guys are trying to. You know, trying to keep track of the footwork, the movement, also making sure you're not you're not in the way. Like, there's a lot of things that are going on, and then now you're trying to watch that. You're trying to see if they got hurt, they got rocked with those shots. I get it, I understand. Um, but I agree with you. Tiger just started looking at the ref. He started looking at his corner and yelling yep. at them. That means that he's already in your mind. Yep. All the things that he's doing is bothering you. You cannot allow that stuff to happen. And if you are going to start doing that stuff, do it when you're in the controlling position. Don't do it when, you know, don't do it when you're like, when you're pressed against the fence. Or you're at a disadvantage. That's right. Yeah, you're at a disadvantage. Don't start looking at the ref because that's when the guy's going to look to capitalize and strike on you. He just, he could tell it was frustrating him. There was, he he had some good parts, but you can't allow people to get under your skin. 
Nope. This is the bottom line. No, it's, it, it was, you know? I, th- I think mentally he had a lapse in that first going into the second round and then finally got himself composed. And when he got himself composed, he fought a better fight. You know? Yeah. And But he had to get composed. And it was just a little bit too late by the time he was able to get that composure down. But again, young fighter. And I think this is when we talk about veteran fighters and we talk about experience. That's what Tim Elliott is. Yeah, he's been through all these things, and he's going to pull those tricks. Got to be, got to be. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Be tough. Like, uh, out. Like, <coughs> I learned my lesson when I fought Clay Guida. The just the frustration in that fight, you know, feeling like he was grease. Also, then he started putting his fingers in my cut, trying to open it. Those type of things really, really got to me. But then after that fight, I realized when I went back and watched it, I'm like. You were bothered by the dumbest things. Yep. Like you can't allow those things to happen because that ultimately had the out. It basically predicted the outcome of the fight. Yeah. You allowed him to get under your skin, make you even more pissed off, and you started doing stupid stuff to try to get to try to hurt him. Yep. To try to you know yeah, you just put yourself out of position. And so in this situation, I felt like it was the same thing. He was just getting frustrated because of the little little things that Tim Elliott was doing. Yeah. Which was the game? Which was a good game plan? I think he's going to learn a lot from this, and he's going to make some adjustments as the as his career goes on, and he's going to have to because you can't allow that to happen at the highest level. No, I mean, I, like you said, this is a good experience. I know he doesn't want the loss; that's never good. He's going to learn from this. He's going to learn how to handle it, yeah. and you're going to run into these guys. You're going to run into the guys like Tim Elliott, man. You look at they're dog dirty tough, and they won't. They'll push the edge, and yeah, you know, that's that's how they get the win. That's what he was there for. So, but so it, if you saw that fight. though, John, if you saw that though, that grab and the two strikes, you wouldn't have taken a point. If I'd seen it, there's a possibility I'm yeah. gonna take the point. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, because I, I, I need I need more than a possibly. Hold on. Okay, <laughs> possibly. You, you, yes or no? Yes or no, John? There is no yes or no's because <laughs> d- here's exactly what you're saying. Does the do the punches land, and do they have mm-hmm. an effect on the fighter? If they have an effect on the fighter. I have to try to now level it back out to as even as I can get. If it has no effect on the fighter, no, it'll probably be a warning and hey, knock that shit off. But I just got hit twice in the head. Of course, it had an effect, John. No, you, first <laughs> off, it had no effect on you. You have to have a brain for it to affect. Yeah, you. that's true. That's true as well. <laughs> Something rattled in there. That's it. Um, I I didn't watch the fir- I missed the first two fights, so I don't know if uh, man, you I'll, were able to watch. I'll those. go over it real I quick. Devonte Smith, man, he's a, he's a good fighter. He's tough. He's fast, and uh, he's got some really good uh, tools. I thought Klein came out uh, really. He's strong, physically strong, but yeah. really, for a guy taking the fight basically, you know, quick last minute, really was in shape because this fight went with a, a high pace. Uh, Klein got a little bit tired near the end of it. You could see it, and Devonte was really coming on. But Klein was good enough in the first and the second rounds to really, you know, take away what Smith was trying to do, put good shots on him, use his wrestling, man. He took him down at times that you go, that was a beautiful takedown at the right time and just fought a smart fight against a very athletic, skilled, and a good fighter. Devontae Smith's a good fighter. He's going to get better. I just don't know if, you know, as he gets losses, if they're going to keep him for a while or, or let him go and try to get a couple wins somewhere else. But Clyde looked good. It was, a, it was a good win. And then Dustin Jacoby, I told you, you know, I was, I was interested in his fight with uh, Mikhail. Good fight. 
you know, it was 29-28, you know, three, two rounds to one. Dustin is just an impressive guy because, you know, Dustin used to fight. You know, he fought in Bellator. He fought in uh, Strikeforce. Uh, fought in Glory as a kickboxer. He fights everywhere. Mm. He's now 5-0-1 in the UFC. He's got the one draw against uh, Kutalaba. But mm-hmm. he's just been putting on good performances, and he's just gotten way better as far as being able to keep himself from being taken down because that was always his his problem. His guys would take him off, off his feet, but he's fighting smart. He doesn't try to overextend. He doesn't try to knock people's blocks off. He just touches people now and everything. Dustin Jacoby, I just and he's got a great nickname, the Hanyak. Come on, man. That's anybody that can call that? him. He's the Hanyak. What the hell is that? <laughs> What's a Hanyak? You figure it out, dude. Dude, <laughs> it's, it's part. Of, it's part of his ha- part of his heritage. Oh, okay. part of his Hanyak. heritage. But I was thinking hammock, like a banana hammock. No, <laughs> come on, man. a Hanyak. Hanyak. But what you got here? Let me see what you got, he Dave. Really Pull- is. Go ahead. It's Hungarian. Hanyak. That's right. What is it? It's from Hungary. It says- Hungary. Oh, it's vomit. <laughs> it means vomit. Yeah. The, oh. puke. The, the puke. <laughs> the Hanyak. The puke. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, oh, man. That's but great. He's really been fighting well, man. Congratulations to you. You've just been really impressive in the, you know, this part of his career. So I, I would like to see them get him off of, you know, the opening preliminary fight. I'd like to see him you know, get moved up because he yeah. deserves it. He's been fighting really well. Yeah, if he went the if he went to a draw with uh, who'd you say Kutaliba? What's his name? Yeah, yeah, Kutaliba. Yeah, like I mean, he's tough. I mean, like the two of them together. If that was a draw, I don't know what happened in the fight. What happened was Kutaliba won two rounds, put him on his back, beat him up on the ground, did what Kutaliba does, and then got tired. And Dustin was still there and put it on him, so got a ten eight round. Ah. Wow, he must have put it on him. Oh, he put it on him. (laughs) bad. Uh, all right, well, hey, that's going to wrap up our UFC talk and uh, over the fight card. And overall, it was a good weekend. Like I said, there was some good stand-up really fights. Really good preliminary you know, that, fights. Uh, yeah, the Marina Rodriguez, and I don't even want to – I didn't know how to pronounce her first name, but her last name is Jan. She, absolute great fight. And then, obviously, Jalen Turner looked phenomenal. And then, uh, you know, some good fights, man. Overall, good good night. Uh, let's go ahead and get into some news. What you got there, Dave? All right, we got a handful of items. Uh, we're going to start with some fallout from the UFC uh, The first one being um, Moicano's post-fight IG post. So I found this interesting because it was quite a good um, post. However, I'm not confident that he posted it because, you know, it was removed from that brawl. Um, he posted IG no excuses. Thanks, Rafael Dos Anjos and UFC for this opportunity. This defeat doesn't define me. I'm not a loser because I lost. I'm not a winner when I win. I'm victorious in life, the way I handle myself with my family and my team. Thanks, God. This is a great time to be alive. Never forget, I'm always chasing the big money, Pora. Poha. Poha. Poha? Poha. Poha. What is it? What that's, it that's for Brazilian for, you know, let's get it on. Let's fight. Hmm. Uh, I mean, he's a st- he seemed like a really good guy. I mean, I've never met him personally. Uh, I've seen him from across the room. You know, he's pretty big for for this for the weight class. He's like tall. You know, um, I don't know. I, I like. I don't think he has not That definitely doesn't have anything to be ashamed of. Oh my god! No. I mean, what he did, like no. what he did, was impressive. Bought his ass off. I just think that you. 
I think the UFC didn't do him any favors <laughs> making it a five-round fight. I was like, why, why would you do that? Just because RDA trained for five rounds? Okay, then that means he's ready to go three then. You know, on I just, I just didn't see why. I didn't understand why. There was, you know, there, when so, you take, take a look at it, and we say this all the time, you know, the, the five rounds, those two extra rounds are a lot. You know, you're, you're talking about possibly, you know, more than half of a fight. And it takes something off of the fighter's career. It can. Looking at that picture yeah. right there, those five rounds, those extra two rounds, possibly took something off of his career. And so you have to be, you know, judicious when you're going to have those five-round fights. There was no reason to have that as a five-round fight. It was For okay when it was... Event. What's that? For a co-main event. I know. Like it wasn't even a main event. It wasn't the main event. It. Exactly. You know, and not a championship fight. There's no reason, no reason at all. It wasn't even for a championship title run. It wasn't no. like it was. It didn't make any sense to to put him in that situation. Now I know he agreed to it. We've said this before. Yeah, yeah. You agree to it. You take full responsibility once sure. you say yes that you're going to fight that. Yeah. But I mean, if I'm in negotiations with them and I'm going like, hey, let's make it three. I just fought three weeks ago. I know I'm in shape. I'm good. But I mean, it just didn't make any sense to me. You're not doing the guy any favor favors. He's a dog. He came out great in the fifth round. It just was, it, it didn't, there was no title implications. Not like he's going to jump. Like RDA is not fighting for the title after beating Moicano. No. That's not going to happen. Nope. And so it, it didn't make any sense to do that. And now I would have understood if it was Islam, you know, and, and I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not going to sit up here and advocate Islam should have taken the fight. I don't know what happened. And he's there saying he turned it down. Okay. He turned it down, whatever, but yeah, he should have taken the fight. You know, here's the problem with that. And Dana's just giving the the truth. He's just giving the facts, which the truth. That's pretty pretty good. But he's saying, "Oh, Islam turned that fight down," but he's not saying why. Okay, and there's a more than one reason why he's not turning the fight down because he doesn't want to fight RDA. That's not why he's turning the fight down. There has to be. There's other elements that he's going. No, I can't agree to that. Mm-hmm. And they don't say those elements. They just say, "No, he turned the fight down." There's, there's nothing yeah. to talk about. After that performance, though, <laughs> last night, and, and like I said, I have a lot of respect for RDA and his career and who he's fought and what he's done and what he's accomplished. But after seeing that, there are different places in their career. From Islam oh, yeah. to him, yeah. I don't think RDA gets out of the second round. I mean, and I, it's... He's tough. I know he, he's a, he, I know, he may go I, to the tough. third, but... Yeah. He may go to the third, but I don't think so. Yeah. I think I think he gets... I think he subs him. I think he controls him. And when people think Khabib was strong, Islam is stronger. That, that that just like you see it in some of the like with the, with the Bobby Green. Oh, why didn't he just turn over? Why didn't he just get to his knees? Let me just tell you, because you can't. That guy is extremely strong. Like Khabib is strong, but Khabib's like got the thick hips and heavy hips. Like he's got rides pressure. Islam just <laughs> latches onto you, and you're you ain't going nowhere. I mean, I've seen him do it with eighty five pounders just like call out submissions and then get it on guys that are 85. I'm like, yeah, he's just controlling them. Anyways, but back to Moicano. Moicano, a lot of respect, brother. I hope you get another big-time fight, you know, in a, in a different situation where you have a full-time, a uh, full camp. But uh, I'm looking forward. I will definitely continue to watch you because of what you did. Yep. Great job. Yep. Absolutely great job. All right. I know you guys touched on it already. Do you have any more, any other thoughts, expanded thoughts on this uh, Bryce Mitchell situation with the donation of $45,000 um, to the – uh, to helping children in Arkansas with medical conditions. No, I think great job, buddy. I think it, the fact is that you spoke up and 
and you get to keep your purse. You, you made know, something money, happen. You, if, yeah, and then you made something happen. The you know the UFC or Dana White or whoever you know is going to do it is going to is going to donate the money, and um, that's how shit gets done. You, you you know a closed mouth doesn't get fed kind of situation. You spoke up, and the UFC and or Dana White, who whichever one is going to step up and and do that. I, I'm very impressed. Everything about you, my man, is it Thug Nasty is very impressive. Everything about you. Your fighting style, your your ability to just be you on a huge stage, the pressure you put on them to make camo shorts, all of those <laughs> things. I mean, it, look, you got to understand, it's hard to get the UFC to do shit for, for the guys, especially when it comes to, you know, like these type of things. I want to have camo shorts. Uh, you know what? We'll worry about that when you get a little bit bigger name. Like, you know what I mean? Like, those are issues that sometimes you have a problem with with him like they see the potential in him they like the personality the videos the rap videos whatever it is the commercials all these things he's doing it's just bringing more attention he's got a personality that that they are not having to used to deal with like you get those personalities from from these guys that live in these big cities yeah. you know or you got guys like you know with connor from dublin from ireland with an accent that comes across really well other guys you know like colby from from miami area but just has that like you know, that dog in him, kind of like the way he talks and Jamazadal, same thing. Other guys, you know, Tito Ortiz, when he was there with them, you know, from the from the West Coast, you've got certain fighters that have those type of personalities. This guy is a personality that they've never had to really, this is something new to them. Like what we're, we're really promoting a farm boy. Well, it's, kinda, is, it's a Matt, it's a Matt Hughes type of uh, thing. Just different. You're right. It's different. Oh, Matt Hughes, Matt Hughes. Okay, yeah. okay, yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. You are right. Sorry, you're right. Exactly like Matt Hughes. But it is different. Matt Hughes was never going to rap. <laughs> no. Matt Hughes was never going to be in a commercial like that. Yeah. Matt Hughes was someone that just kind of stayed in his lane when it came to that yes. type of stuff. That's it. It's like, no, no, no. I'm never, you're never going to catch me out there doing that shit. But he could, he was definitely the same way. Farm raised. I bet you was that. I bet you Thug Nasty's country, and country boy strong like that. Oh, yeah? Country boy strong like that. I'm surprised he hasn't reached out to Matt and been like, hey, can I use your song? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, man. But good stuff, buddy. Good stuff. All right. Um, next thing from last night, Khabib um, was announced as being um, next inductee in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I mean, yeah. No brainer. Just as simple yeah. as it gets, man. You, you know, I'm, I'm really not, It's nice to see the UFC do it. Uh, the man deserves it. What more do you say? I mean, it was nice that they you know brought it out there and uh, uh, you know, put it out for everyone to see and stuff. It's absolutely where he belongs. First ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, he's been retired for what, maybe a year? Has it been a year yet? Oh, it's been a year. Yeah, so Over it's a been a year and he's been retired for a year and he's just doing his thing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> now it's coaching. Are we gonna see him in there as the in the Hall of Fame for coaching also? No. <laughs> I mean he, he's he, I mean he's got he's got a pretty good crew of guys that he's working with yeah. and you know, you never know what they're going to do. I'm surprised they haven't put – have they put any other coaches in there yet? No. That's why I said no. Oh, you don't think they're going to do coaches? I don't. I would doubt it because, you know, the coaches, when you look at it, they go you know, to all different promotions and do things and stuff. And I think they, they kind of like to keep – you are just part of us. So if you're mm. if you're someone that goes and does things outside of them, I don't think that they, uh, they look at it the same. Interesting. That's weird. Yeah. Could be wrong, yeah. but I, I've heard I've heard so many times they they offered Frank Shamrock in. They did. They told him to. 
They did. They told them to beat it. Nope, they did. I wonder if they're going to do that for everyone. Huh. What do you mean for oh, everyone? Can, like, there's certain fighters that have left that like didn't leave on good notes. I wonder if they're going to end up reaching out to them and being like, hey. Like who? Who should it be? Mainly Frank's just off the top of my head. Well, <laughs> but I, I have to spend some time. Like, it, let's about be it. honest. Frank belongs. If you're going to. Yeah. Talking about the history of the UFC. Frank Shamrock, Shamrock belongs there. But he told yes. them, I don't want it. And so, hey, that's, you know, it's, I look at it like, you know, that's his, that's his right to say, I don't want it. And it's their right to say, Hey, we offered it to you. We're, we're moving on. We're moving on. Yep. So got it. The fact that they offered it to him, it says everything I need to know. Yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah, that's true. Which I never thought they would, to be honest. And I didn't think they would either. So. <laughs> okay. It was the right uh, thing to do. Their, their maturity as they get older. It was the right thing to do. <laughs> uh, Good job, Frank hasn't me. matured, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frank, I love it. Uh, All right, next. All right, let's wrap up on this one. We got a date for Gaethje and Oliveira. May 7th It's going to go down for the World Lightweight Championship. Let's get your early thoughts and predictions. All right, I don't know if, if you understand this because I am computer illiterate, but I know that going browsing online Using that incognito mode does not work. It does not protect your privacy. It does not protect anyone from stealing your information or just gathering what private data you have by hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. Now, look, that's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay true and private and secure while I'm on the internet. Every time I'm looking up fights, all those things, you get all of this bad information coming your way. Well, I'm telling you right now, IP Vanish VPN will take care of these problems for you. Even if your physical location is hidden, they can still find you. So you need to have something to protect yourself. And IP VPN Vanish, that is the one that I use to keep me safe while I am online. And you need to stay safe because IP Vanish, you can also use it on all sorts of of your tablets, your phones, also your Fire Stick. Now, I have a Fire Stick in my car, so I also don't want to be tracked wherever I drive. So that's another thing, as well as the as well as your Fire Sticks and your Apple TVs all at home. Those are all things that you can use your IP Vanish for. IP Vanish is offering a 70% off yearly plan. John, did you hear I that? 70% off of your yearly plan. That's a ton. I mean, that's a lot for me anyways. I mean, but hey, for our listeners with a 30-day money back guarantee, on top of the 70% off, you're getting 30% money back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. Did you hear I that, did John? Hear that. Nine months for free. It's almost equivalent to that. Look, IP Vanish is super easy to use. It is one tap of a button and you are instantly protected. So it's not that you can't do it. I can do it. So if I can do it, I know you can do it. You won't even know that it's on. So this is a product that you can have and use and keep you and your family protected from people that want your information out there. This is a great product you need to get IP Vanish. Go to IP Vanish slash Wayne in. Use that promo code Wayne in. Get your 70% off or equivalent to your nine months free. John, I got to tell you, there's no reason for you guys not to go. Predictions. Look at that. Oof. He wants predictions wow. already. <laughs> just i think like gaethje's weakness i think is going to continue to be the jiu-jitsu and the guy who is the strongest i think in that division in jiu-jitsu is the guy who's the champion and so ah, it's 
I, th- I think he's he's proven. I think at fifty five, man, his chin's better. His wrestling like seems like it's wrestling's just a, better. It's gotten a lot his better. Striking's his better. His, takedowns, his, his attitude's striking. better. Everything about him is better, yeah. and his willingness to say, "I will not stop." Yeah, I just wonder though. Like, is this a fight where he does what he did with Dustin? Do you do you stand as much as you did against Dustin, or do you get the takedown right away? I think he'll look for the takedown. Like he knows. There, let's just be honest. There's a difference between Dustin and Justin. Yeah. When it comes to the jujitsu game. Yeah. You know, the the ability to submit Dustin is much more difficult than the ability to submit Gaethje, and he was able to submit Dustin, and he'll go to it when he can. Now, mm-hmm. it's up to you know Justin to make sure that that can't happen. I don't think that Oliveira is going to fight Gaethje in the fashion like we saw with Chandler, where he's going to sit there and say, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to engage in a stand-up fight with you because that's my best route to victory. It's not. Yeah. He, he knows that. And he will look for those opportunities to be able to suck Justin Gaethje into the ground fight. He watched uh, Habib do it and watched how he pressured him into making mistakes and being able to be put on his back. I'm not saying he's going to be able to do the same thing, but it's a great fight. Justin Gaethje is a freaking monster. And mm-hmm. so is Charles Oliveira at this point. Charles Oliveira is a stud. And he, if you're going to take a look at who's who's the more well-rounded fighter, you got to go with the champ. He's the more well-rounded fighter. Doesn't mean he'll get the win, but he's the more well-rounded fighter. Yeah, there's guys that I've seen that I've called out and said against Justin and been like, yeah, he's going to win. Like Chandler. I thought Chandler was going to beat him if Chandler fought smart. Chandler was never in that fight. And that's where you are. It was a good fight. I had the, I I had the, the whole thing on that betting, and I said, and I said ah, if Chandler was going to fight smart, he'll win it. He's not going to fight yeah. smart. I'll be going with Gaethje. He's not going to fight smart. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of what it came down to. Whereas Justin Gaethje fights the same way every single time. He fights balls to the wall, yep. comes forward, you know, normally when he's not being pushed around by guys like Khabib. But I think look for like you. I think you hit the nail on the head. Charles Oliveira is going to take the center of the cage. Yeah, and he's going to try to push. He's going to try to push Justin Gaethje backwards with his push kick and his and his combinations. And when Justin comes in too much, you got to try to wrestle him. If he does wrestle him, you know, I think once it hits the ground, if he's able to hit the ground with with Justin Gaethje, I think he gets a submission. Good chance. Good chance. Good chance. But it should be a fun fight. It's a great fight. The question is getting him down. If he can get him down. So, all right, go to WayneInPodcast.com. Pick up some of our merch there. We've got a bunch of uh, new shirts, new sweaters, a bunch of things that are up there right now. We've got a coffee mug. Ah, it's pumped. i got to get one. i got to actually place an order there, John. Okay, so we offer these things in all different colors, maroon, gray, heather gray, black, white. Everything is available, so you guys check it out at WayneInPodcast.com. I always want to just say and still because <laughs> it was a habit for so long uh so go to wayneinpodcast.com pick up some of our merch there take a picture post it and uh let us reach and we it. will we tag will, us in it and we will put up a shirt there that says and still and still we gotta get that done hey I, yeah we gotta get that done we gotta do the and still we gotta do the tall long and lanky dave's gotta come up with some designs we gotta have dave do that what's up dave yeah what's up dave Jeez, dave a non-designer coming up with designs. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Ah, non-designer coming up with designs. I love it. All right, guys. Well, hey, hopefully you guys enjoyed this show. And John, take us off, buddy. Hey, for everyone out there, thanks for listening to us. Do me a favor, man. Be good to someone. Make someone's day special. And we will see you. <laughs>